Welcome to Living Word Ministries with director and Bible teacher, Debbie Blank. Each week, Debbie examines current events through the lens of end times Bible prophecies. Please visit our website for information and past programs at livingwordministry.org. Now let's open our Bibles to focus on truths from God's Word with Debbie Blank. We are pleased to have a special guest with us in the studio today, Jan Weil. Jan is the newest teacher to join Living Word Ministries. We've known you for a long time, Jan. We've even had you on the program three times. It's great to have you as part of Living Word Ministries. Now, Jan is a dynamic Bible teacher who has a passion for helping others understand God's Word and how it applies to a life as well as a passion for evangelizing, sharing the Word of God with others. Today, we want you to become acquainted with Jan so you can join her Bible studies and or subscribe to her blog, or at least be familiar with her because she may be participating more and more on this radio show if Jackie and I aren't available. So we want to welcome you, Jan, to Living Word Ministries and to our program today. I'm excited to be here. And we also, of course, have with us, as always, Jackie Sailors, our co-host. Welcome, Jackie. Uh, Thank you. And I just want to say welcome to Jan. Welcome back. It's so great to have you back in the studio. And this time, it's really great to welcome you as part of the Living Word Ministries team. Yes, thank you. Well, Jan, tell us about yourself. Give us your background. Where did you grow up? I grew up in southern Illinois in an unchurched home, became a believer, actually, April, so I've just celebrated my 44th birthday as a believer, a follower of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. And was called to start teaching in 1996, and that was with youth ministry, called to start teaching adults in 2012. So I've been doing just precept upon precept adult studies for the last 10 years. And you know, it's interesting, God calls us to do different things. And I think it's just been in the last two years that I've realized I'm also called to teach prophecy. And that's really exciting. Now, you said you've been a believer for 44 years. Tell us of your experience that drew you to Jesus Christ. That's interesting. We had kind of a series of deaths in our family. And I saw my mom react in anger as a non-believer And then I was sent off and on to live with other family members who were believers. And I saw the strength that they had and the faith that they had of how they were dealing not only with a couple of the deaths in our family, but also my aunt that I was staying with, that she was dying. And I saw her have this incredible peace. And I realized I needed what she had, not what my unbelieving family had. I got my driver's license. 44 years ago it would have been this last weekend. I drove to a church, the only church I'd ever been to, walked forward at the invitation and told the pastor, I need Jesus. And that was where my journey started. And then what happened after that? How did your life change? Well, I started reading the Bible. Why? Did they tell you to or did you just have a hunger for it? I had... A lot of questions. And Debbie, you know, I, I constantly have questions. And uh, my mom threw a Bible on my bed and said, here, read this. This will answer your question. That started a journey of going through God's Word and really understanding that God's Word is the litmus test, the center that all truth has to be evaluated against. And I came across many different faiths, many different religions But I always came back to God's word has to be comparing everything against God's word. And I had a mentor in the church that I I accepted Christ in. She really guided me in 
all right, well, what does God's word say? What does God's word say? Test everything against God's word. And so that's what I learned from a young age. And that's always been my litmus test for truth. Well, that hunger that you're talking about, I believe is because God gave you the spiritual gift of teaching. And we as teachers hunger to know the answers and the truth from God's word. Not just some of it, but all of it. What brought you to Omaha then? My husband works for the railroad in 2004. Union Pacific relocated all of their St. Louis employees to Omaha, centralized their office locations. That was the catalyst, but we could have stayed in Illinois where we're from. My husband had some job offers. We prayed about it, but it was really God saying, you're going to Omaha. And I fought it. I fought it. I didn't want to come. It's cold here. We were well established in our church back there. And my husband said, what if God is telling us to go to Omaha. As we prayed about it, it just became so blaringly obvious that it was God calling us here. So Union Pacific was the catalyst, but it was God that brought us here. What differences do you see living in Omaha all these years instead of staying back in Illinois? I think we've grown, and we were growing tremendously in the church that we were in back home. I was teaching high school Sunday school. We were we were definitely being utilized, but coming here to Omaha, this is where I learned to truly share the gospel. This is where I had an opportunity to bring my, my dad up here, share the gospel with him, get to see him come to faith. And then this is where I learned through you of how to teach precept upon precept classes. Ten years ago, when I was in your class, Debbie, in when you were teaching through the book of Ezekiel, long book, you got to Ezekiel 33, which verses 1 through 7 talks about the watchman on the wall. You asked that class, is God calling you to be a watchman on the wall? And I sat there silently, but inside I was saying, yes, yes, I know God's calling me to be a watchwoman, I guess I should say. I didn't know what that meant, but I think in that class, I committed to God, yes, I need to be a watchman on the wall. Well, it's taken me time to invest in scripture, invest in the books of prophecy, looking at what's going on in the world, and then understanding how it relates to prophecy so that now I can teach it, both teach in terms of the prophecy articles and teach through these books of scripture. That's so encouraging to me, Jan, to know that people are listening in the class, and hopefully you, our listeners, are listening, and that God's touching your hearts about what you're doing and where you're going and what he wants you to do, just as he touched Jan's heart. Jan, I think that what is impressive to me is that you felt that call, and you said, me, and inside of yourself, you said, yes, me, and it's like, send me, Lord. You didn't say, I can't. I don't know enough. I can't do it. It was like, send me, and then you let him prepare you. And so it doesn't mean that you're going to be ready right off the bat, but that doesn't mean you don't say yes to him. He'll empower you. He will enable you. And that's what he's done. I think that's really neat. It's interesting you say that, Jackie, because that's the background of me being called to teach. And that's something I didn't share in my story. But my, my personality, I'm a very shy person. And so teaching is the most unlikely thing that God would ever call me to do. And it's only by his power, his Holy Spirit in me that I can do something that's just not my natural personality. That sounds like Moses. That's pretty much what he told God when God spoke to him and called him to be the deliverer of the Jews from Egypt. It reminds me of Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. 
when Isaiah said, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And then Isaiah said, Here I am, send me. That's what you said when God spoke to you that day. It is so important to be obedient, not only to be obedient to God in everything he leads us to do, but in the callings that he calls us. As you said, you are not comfortable with this, but God opened the door and he prepared you. Took a lot of study, but he prepared you. In your life, you didn't go from hearing God speaking to you that day and then the next day going out and teaching because there had to be a preparation period. If we look at Saul, when he first became a believer on the road to Damascus, it was 13 years before God called him to go on a missionary journey. Same thing with Moses. Moses was in the wilderness in Midian for 40 years while God was preparing his heart to go back and do God's work. We see that with Joseph. Joseph was 13 years in prison in Egypt so God could prepare his heart. When God calls us to something, it doesn't always happen right away. It takes a lot of prayer, a great amount of obedience, and wisdom to follow what God calls us to do so that we're prepared for the actual events or activities that he wants us to do in the future. Now, there's just this emphasis, this fire inside of me that we've got to teach prophecy because it's not being taught and people need to know. We agree with you on that. (laughs) It needs to be known because the time is getting so near with all the things that are changing. People need to be ready. They need to be prepared. Right. So what are you doing to teach prophecy at this point? As you know, a few years ago, God just put it on my heart that I needed to teach Revelation. At that time, I came in here and, and talked to you all about that. And I had studied Revelation, but I had questions and I didn't understand it. Well, I, I studied it. Precept upon precept, eight hours a day I was studying it, sometimes bothering you, Debbie, at nine (laughs) o'clock at night. (laughs) And so I feel like I understand Revelation now, but not just Revelation, because Revelation doesn't answer all of our questions. We've got to study all the books of prophecy. So we've now gone through Revelation, Daniel, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, Ezekiel 36 and 39, which talks about the Gog-Magog War. We've just recently finished Isaiah 17. And next, we're going to do Psalm 83, Joel, and Zechariah. And then I feel like we've gone through all the major books of end times prophecy. And then after that, we're just going to start going back and forth through New Testament and Old Testament books, continuing on in our study. But prophecy will continue to be a focus for me. I've created a website where I share prophecy articles, which is current events through the lens of Bible prophecy and doing any kind of events that I can to help people understand the urgency of our time and the need to understand prophecy because we can't understand how current events relate to the biblical timeline if we don't study and understand prophecy. The books that you just mentioned, Jan, are the key books to understanding Bible prophecy. Of course, there's prophecy in every book of the Bible. 25% of the Bible is prophetic. Uh, Only about 12.5% of that is yet to be fulfilled in the second coming of Jesus Christ and thereafter. So if you listeners want to read about prophecy, you can go to those books. But as Jan has already suggested, it takes a lot of study. J. Vernon McGee once said that in order to understand the book of Revelation, you have to understand the 65 books before it in the Bible. And that's really true because Revelation quotes so much out of other books of the Bible. But it does take a, a real 
heart to learn and understand God's Word in order to be able to study it. When I first taught Revelation, it took me two years at least, if not more, of deep, in-depth study to understand that book. And that's after a foundation of understanding the rest of the Bible. Right. And if you don't understand it yourself as a listener then we have an opportunity to help you understand Bible prophecy because we have an event upcoming that Jan had a heart to put together. And so, Jan, I'm going to let you explain it to them. We are going to have a Bible prophecy Q&A night, and that is on May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. It's from 7 to 9 o'clock. We are holding it at Redeemer Church in Omaha, 13831 Industrial Road. We are going to do four mini sessions about prophecy. These are going to be quick 10-minute sessions, each followed by question and answer. And then we're going to end the evening with a broader question and answer where people can just bring the questions they have about end times prophecy. And then Debbie and I are going to try to field those questions and give some good guidance of where they can go in Scripture. This is also the National Day of Prayer. So Jan's pastor will be leading us in an opening prayer and a closing prayer, as well as a prayer for our nation during this time. So if you want to come to this event, you can bring your questions in advance. They don't have to be questions about topics that we're going to discuss. You can write your questions down there, or you can ask them directly from the audience. We want to answer those deep questions that you've always had that you didn't know where to go. When I was a new believer, I had all these questions, and I didn't have anybody I could go to for answers. I would go to my pastor, but he wasn't understanding deeply from Scripture about prophetic events. So I wasn't getting answers to my prophecy questions at that time. That's why we want to do this for our listeners. What if they can't come? What are the other options for them? We are also going to broadcast this online So it will be available on Facebook Live. After we've done the recording of it, we will also upload that to YouTube. So if if that time frame just doesn't work, you can't see it. When we're having the live event, you can always go back and watch it on YouTube. You won't be able to ask your questions then, but you can always email us those questions afterwards, and, and we'll be happy to follow up. You said there would be four mini-sessions. Do yes. you have titles for those or oh, a, yes. a breakdown of those? Yes, we sure do. So the first one is, why is Bible prophecy so important? Because today, most people haven't even read the books that talk about Bible prophecy, let alone studied them. Then we're going to talk about, is Russia-Ukraine the gog Magog war? That is just really on everybody's hearts right now. It seems like more than just about anything else, so we're going to discuss that. And then we're going to talk about what's going to happen next and how do we prepare. From the biblical viewpoint. Yes. So it's going to be an exciting evening. Jan and I are really pleased to be able to do this. And quite frankly, if you have any questions about Scripture, come, because Jan and I'll be here. We'll be able to answer those questions. Our pastor will be there, too. We want you to get your answers to anything in Scripture that you don't know where to go to ask those questions. So this is going to be a fun night. Again, May 5th, Thursday night, 7 to 9 o'clock p.m. at Redeemer Church, 13831 Industrial Road. Just come, no reservations, no cost. We want you to grow in the Word of God. We also want people to feel encouraged. I think one of the reasons so many people don't study prophecy is it just scares them. 
when we really understand what it means and we see the love that God has for us and the plans that he has for us, we can be encouraged and we can anticipate Jesus' return with excitement. And so we want anyone who's coming to this to feel encouraged when they leave. The book of Revelation is all about the revelation of Jesus Christ. So that is exciting. It's wonderful to see his love poured out in those pages as well as the rest of the scripture that talks about prophecy. We hope you'll come and enjoy this. If you can't, Jan said you could watch it on Facebook, but also afterwards, within a week or so after this event, it will be posted on YouTube on our website at livingwordministry.org. So you can watch it there and maybe get some questions, answers that you might have. I'm going to dovetail with something else that's upcoming. We're not going to do a show on it, so I just want to mention that it's time to vote. It's time to vote on May 10th in the primary elections in Nebraska. This is so important. I cannot encourage you enough to investigate all of the candidates. You can go to your election commissioner and find out who will be on the ballot in your particular area. And when you do, you can go to their websites and find out what they stand for. I encourage you, do not vote just because they're Republicans or just because they're Democrats. That doesn't mean that they follow your faith beliefs. The most important thing you can do is vote your faith. So find those candidates for everything, all the way up from Congress down to the school boards, all of which are so important. Do your own research and please go to the polls. If we would go to the polls and vote our faith, things in this country would change. So plan to vote May 10th, but do your research ahead of time. It doesn't take long. I've already put my slate together. Probably took me about an hour, maybe less, to look in the candidates. You can go to voterinformation.org and look up information about candidates from a conservative perspective. You can go to Nebraskans Embracing Life to see who they have endorsed, because I always start with pro-life as my number one criteria. Because if political leaders will vote pro-life, they will vote conservative about 90 to 95% of the time. So that's my number one criteria. You can go to Nebraskans United for Life also to find out information about the candidates. Interesting. You should talk about pro-life. That's uh, going to be an upcoming prophecy article on my website. Just what we're seeing is the lay of the land right now and what Scripture has to say. Well, good. Tell us about that website and how can people get the information. Whileintheword.com. There are a few different links on the top of that website. One of them is Prophecy News. And that's where the articles will be. There's so much going on today. It's hard to narrow down what to talk about. But with the changes going on with abortion laws and what we see happening in different states right now, it's something we really need to talk about. While in the word, W-H-I-L-E in the word.com. And they can get all the information they need there, including your blog that you send out on a well, weekly, almost daily basis sometimes. Yes. And what is included in that blog? I'm just going through studying the Bible. And as I do my daily study, my goal is always to say, what is God saying to me and how do I apply it to my life? So my devotion that I write for that day is, here's what God is saying to me and how I need to apply it to my life. And so I am doing daily devotions going through the entire Bible. Jan can be reached at jan at livingwordministry.org. She also has another email address that she sends information out from, and that is while in the word 
at gmail.com. Okay. So remember those. If you want to know what's going on, that is a great website, especially because she's in Nebraska. So I'm sure that the pro-life message you're going to send out has a little bit to do with what just happened in our legislature not long ago. And uh, so she has some interesting local events, I think, that you would find of interest. As I'm listening to the two of you talk, and I have admired both of you for a long time, and I know that you've had a relationship over the years, friendship and the Bible and Bible prophecy, but I'm wondering, as far as timing goes, what was it that called the two of you to realize this was the time for Jan to come into Living Word Ministries? All I can say was it was the Lord's timing. Jan called me and was talking about the blog that she was doing on prophecy. Just two days before, I'd had a board meeting with my board of directors, and we talked about incorporating new people and new blood who have the same passion for the truth of the Word of God and getting that truth out there, and Bible prophecy. And both of those are not easy to find. So after Jan called me a couple of days later, we got off the phone. It was just clear. It's like God sent a, a lightning bolt into my brain that said, this is it. You need to invite Jan to join Living Room Ministries. So I contacted our board members individually and talked about Jan, told them about her and the length of time that we've known each other, which has been, I don't know. 15 years. Yeah, it's been a long time. And the uh, passion that she has and the things that she's doing. And it was just the perfect fit. They said, go for it. Invite Jan to join Living Word Ministries. We're a small ministry, but we are thorough in teaching the Word of God inductively. In our churches today, our pastors preach. That's different from teaching. They give a broad spectrum and a lot of application. Teaching is very in-depth, word for word, getting into the original languages, understanding what God is saying to us and how to apply it to our lives. So we are kind of between a regular church Sunday school and a seminary, probably more leaning towards the seminary part of it, where people can really understand the Word. So we need people who are studious in the Word. We are not a church. We participate in our churches. We're active there, and we support the local church. We are simply a Bible-teaching ministry. So anyone who participates in this ministry, you, Jackie, and Jan, and we have some other people involved, are students of the Word of God. That's a rare phenomenon these days. If you understand that only 6% of adult Americans have a biblical worldview, that means very few people truly understand the Word of God. And we, at least it's our heart, that more people do. That's why we do what we do. And what we do is we have TV shows and radio shows. We host tours to the Holy Land so people can see on site what the Bible says, right where it happened. We've written books. We have blogs. We have Bible studies ongoing. We want people to know Jesus, to know his word, so that they're ready for these end times and what's going to happen. Absolutely. As you talked about yourself and this timeline of coming to the Lord and then branching out into different areas and going deeper and deeper, when you got this call, you talked about being called by God over and over again. Um, when you got a call from Debbie, how did you know that it was a call from God? Anytime Debbie calls me and wants me to get involved in something, it's an honor to me. I mean, Debbie's been my mentor for many years, so so that's exciting, but I had started this newsletter on Bible prophecy, which I've now switched to a website of different articles that reaches more people that way. And I titled these prophecy articles, 
current events through the lens of Bible prophecy. And it didn't even dawn on me that on the Living Word Ministry website, it's current events through the lens of Bible prophecy. And that was just God's confirmation to me of we're doing the same thing. He's called us to do the same thing. So it just made perfect sense. It's kind of tough because when I got off the phone with Jan, I just knew this is what God wanted. And so I still had to pray about it, though, to confirm. Now, I'd been praying for a long time about generalities, but I needed to pray. And it was hard to pray when I knew this is what God wanted. And I think Jan said the same thing. She had a hard time praying and talking to her husband because she so much wanted to be involved. Yeah, I wanted to just jump and say yes, but I'm like, no, I need to to pray about it. I need to make sure my husband feels good about it. I also talked to my pastor about it. But I had a hard time praying because I was ready to just get going. So. There's so few people, as I mentioned, that teach inductive Bible study, and there's even fewer that teach prophecy, that teach about the prophecies in Scripture, including pastors. Now, I'm fortunate right now my pastor is going through the book of Revelation, but most people don't because it's very hard to understand. So most churches don't hear it. That's why we teach it. Jan, tell us about what are you going to be doing in the near future that's prophetic in your teachings? Next will be Psalm 83, talking about that war. Is that going to have a dual fulfillment as we see the different nations aligning and all the chaos that's going on around Israel? And then after that, we'll finish with Joel and Zechariah. Are you teaching Revelation in the near future? I'm teaching Revelation right now on Sunday mornings. So I teach both Thursday night and Sunday mornings, and so yes. And then after that, we'll go back through Daniel, First and Second Thessalonians, and cover all of the books of end times prophecy. And right now, we're teaching on Tuesday night the book of Acts, and on Thursday mornings, Hebrews. So we've got four Bible studies that you, our listeners, can choose from if you're looking for an in-depth Bible study. I will say that this summer, probably sometime in July or August, I'll be teaching the book of Revelation again, which I haven't taught since 2016. Times have changed. The Bible hasn't. It's the same. But we're going to have a lot more to discuss as we get into that, because each time I teach Revelation... There's different information. There's different current events that are happening. And when we talk about current events, Jan, I'm going to ask you for a teaser. And that is one of your topics at the upcoming Bible Prophecy Q&A that we're going to host on May 5th. You can read about it at our website, livingwordministry.org. One of your topics is what will happen next. What will happen next? We have to look at Matthew 24, verses 4 through 8. That's where Jesus talked about the birth pains. As we get closer in the church age to the time of the tribulation, we're seeing some of those judgments kind of cast their shadow on our time today. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And people, I don't think, really have an understanding of the one world government, the one world religion, and the one world commerce, which includes currency. And there's so much going on related to those topics. So we're going to explain a little bit of that too in just 10 minutes time. Well, we've been interviewing Jan Weil today. She is the newest member of Living Word Ministries. You can reach Jan at jan at livingwordministry.org. Please also go to her blog, to her website area called whileintheword.com. And read what she has to say about her devotionals, about prophecy, about those other things. And then join us on Thursday, May 5th, 
Not only is it the National Day of Prayer, but it's a great prophecy question and answer time. We'll be meeting and Jan and I will be answering your questions at Redeemer Church 13831 Industrial Road. We'd love to have you there. God has allowed each one of us to be on earth right now for such a time as this. So are you going to be prepared for his return? Are you going to be studying Jesus' word, learning about him, growing closer to him, so that you can be faithful to him when he returns? Thank you for joining us today on Living Word Ministries with Debbie Blank. This is a listener-supported show. If you'd like to support this program or contact Debbie Blank, you may do so at P.O. Box 540-003, Omaha, Nebraska, 68154, or visit our website at livingwordministry.org. Please tune in each week at this same time for Living Word Ministries with Debbie Blank.